this shit. This motherfucking bullshit. Let's do this shit. The Suns play the Blazers again. Second time this season. Second time they have lost to them. This time, Matthew. Hey. Quite interesting fashion, wouldn't you say? Yes. I mean, the whole game was kind of this way, right? Never want to talk about refing, but it was a travel the whole night. Everything was a travel. Everything was a travel. Everything was <laughs> and a everything carry. Everything was a foul. <laughs> everything was a foul. Everything was a carry. And it was, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you knew that this was kind of a clusterfuck of the game, right? Like, it's the first game of a back-to-back at home against the Portland Trailblazers. And you look at the injury list, and it's like a Civil War battlefield, just like reading off dead names to people back home. You're like, and Cameron Payne. And Damian Lillard, and Anthony Simons, and Ish Wainwright, and Dwayne Washington Jr. And it just it kept going and going and going. So you knew that this was going to be some sort of discombobulated game, regardless of how the Phoenix Suns starters played or how the Portland Trailblazers starters played. It was going to come down to depth, and the Portland Trailblazer depth uh, looked seemed to outmatch the Suns for the majority of this game. Uh, it was a, a well fought you know, comeback game for the Phoenix Suns and ultimately to lose on a four-step travel that all took place in the matter of a second. I think that's what the first thing that I noticed on this one is Jeremy Grant caught the ball and like backed up twice. I'm like, how, how's the, how's, how's the buzzer not gone off? I've like picked my nose and ate it in the time <laughs> yeah. that, that he's yeah. taking that shot. It has to be an alley-oop, I thought. Um, But I mean, he did get it off in time. And of course he did take some steps. He slid backwards a few steps Gave himself some space. wasn't as bad as Mikhail Bridges' travel, but it was still a travel, and it should be a game going on right now. The Suns should actually have another opportunity to end this game with a win, but they did, and the Blazers, they seem like they were missing every shot towards the end like they should have because they were tired. Mm-hmm. Suns had their opportunity tonight, dude. They really did tonight. They like did. A ton of opportunity tonight to lock this one up, and they didn't, so... I'm okay with it because I feel like it's not a deserving loss, but it's just a loss where I'm like, you know what? It's fitting that it ends this way. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, man. It was fitting that this game ended the way that it did because, you know, discombobulation. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I was writing the bright side of the sun recap. Uh, and okay. it'll be interesting to see if Dave keeps the title because <laughs> the title of it was Jeremy Grant four steps his way into a buzzer beater beats the Suns, you know, 108 to 106. Oh, uh, probably not. <laughs> you know, probably not. Everybody go in there and be like, eh, it was a buzzer beater. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, I noted that like the Phoenix Suns had a ton of opportunities. They did a great job fighting back and, and they tie the game and then just offensive foul, travel, you know, like they just yeah. boneheaded, boneheaded play after boneheaded play. So they put themselves in the, uh, in a uh, opportunity to be successful and to win this game. They ultimately couldn't execute. And then, of course, like this is how it ends. So you're right; it's just the way it goes. Yeah, let's let's get into this one. This one let's, will be interesting, right? Let's get into this one. So, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. We didn't lose the game. It was it was Jeremy Grant and the, and the referees. They lost the game. Don't don't take it out on us. Hit the <laughs> thumbs up. If you're listening, subscribe, rate, and review. As always, we truly appreciate it. It lets everybody know where the best Phoenix Suns post game podcast is on Planet Orange. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Void, as well as me read my writing at BrightSideOfTheSun.com. You can follow Matthew on Twitter at Darth Lissy, and you can follow me at Jamsterdam.com. Come and visit, please. Please, we'll definitely we'll be talking about this one there. So, Matthew, you got to be drinking a beer on a Friday night after this. You shit know, show, I am right. 
I'm drinking something. It's called Can. It's a uh, social tonic. THC. THC involved tonight. Yeah. You're drinking a can of Can. Yep. A can of Can, man. Interesting. Well, I'm going to be trying this. You know, have, have you heard of Oso Brewery? Nope, I have not. No. You have not heard of Oso? No, maybe if I seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Wow, I'm actually really kind of shocked. Uh, Oso is a fantastic brewery it's located all throughout the greater Phoenix area. That that you know, they, they, you can take your dog there. It's awesome. So, Oso, right there. I've got a lemon raspberry popsicle blonde. This could be an <laughs> wow. interesting beer. Yeah. So, uh, pop them if you got them, if whether it's a, a can, a can, or a, a lemon raspberry popsicle oh, blonde. Oh, this one freaking went everywhere. <laughs> THC just got everywhere. Let's oh, talk about this like weird. fucking weird game for the Phoenix Suns. fashion a buzzer beater second time they've lost to the portland trailblazers thus far this year which brings me to my first question as always matthew matthew i got to ask matthew i gotta ask fucking sk man like why do you leave raven at the (laughs) altar You know what? They are actually together. It is a crazy situation. If you want to find love and you want to see what love looks like, uh-huh. check out uh, SK and Raven. A great match. Should be so together they ended up forever. getting together afterwards? Almost will make you cry. Oh, uh, I, yeah. Instagram post by her right after that they are... It's like memories, basically. So, dude, that was heartbreaking. But yeah, not okay. as heartbreaking as tonight. Maybe yes, a little well, bit more. Well, it, it wasn't heartbreaking because you told me the kind of the aftermath. So it's like saying the Suns lost tonight, but end up winning the championship. So who cares about tonight? True. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that's right. the way you got to kind of look at it tonight. So you know, I just want to give a quick shout out to Tim Tompkins. He's actually live in the chat. He says, first time I'm able to catch the the pod live this season, and it comes on an L." So uh, Tim, formerly of the Solar Panel, lives I know on the East Coast. So staying up a little bit late to watch this game, and man, did he get a good one! It was uh, it, it was great because. We had DeAndre Ayton back in this one. Watch. Truthfully, Matthew, when you take a look at DeAndre Ayton, I think he was the one consistent bright spot on this team tonight. You know, overall, uh, he ended with a total of 24 points. He was 10 of 14 from the field, 2 of 2 from beyond the arc. He had eight rebounds. And if you had told me that DeAndre Ayton went for 24 and 8 in this game, I would have said that's a win for the Suns. We're going to win this game, wouldn't you? Kind of. I was actually okay. thinking. I'm like, every time he does come out, he plays well and actually finishes the game with 20 plus points. I'll I'll look it up after. Um, I just want to know the record because I always feel like it's always maybe a more difficult game to win. It's a closer game, or else they lose the game. I don't know why it. The way these games kind of roll with Aiden, I feel like when he starts out hot and doesn't get the ball the rest of the game, like they kind of win, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just it kind of seems like even though we win almost every fucking game, so it's kind of hard to even tally that up. I just feel like they sometimes play better when he doesn't show up in certain situations. But then tonight, it's like, I mean, the season he's been playing great. I just feel like this is a night where it's like, Chris Paul, don't even shoot the ball. Like, give it to Aiden or just have like someone else from the bench 
handle the ball and get a good shot because they're the only ones making anything. So Aiden tonight seemed like he should have had 30 plus points. I thought, I mean, nine points right away, four, four, seven shooting those threes, mm-hmm. the went in pretty easy. Um, so that was nice to see. That's the one positive. Uh, you know what? I just think that him and Landale did a really good job switching back and forth. Uh, defensively, I love it when Aiden gets into it. He's getting that shoulder into it, getting the foul. But he's like, fucking, come on, come on, bitch, yeah. come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was cool because he's just like, I'm going to get my sixth foul and get kicked out. That's basically what he was trying to do. So I love seeing that kind of Aiden. But uh, him and Book towards the end of the game just kind of really helped it, you know, them get back in the game and tie it. So good game by him, man. It's fantastic to see him out there. Great, yeah. great, great to see him back. And, you know, again, Going against Yusuf Nurkic has always been a challenge for him. And for the most part, yeah, he had the five fouls, but for the most part, he really took Nurkic out of the game. The way that he was boxing him out, pushing him off of his spot, not allowing him to play with the physicality that he normally likes to play, he really took Nurk out of the game. In fact, if you look at the first three quarters for him, uh, Nurkic ended up, he was, what, two of seven from the field? He had five points and five rebounds. So, I mean, he was really holding his own against him, but obviously that fourth quarter is where Nurkic came alive, was four of six from the field, had nine points and three rebounds, including a putback that tied the game at the end of three. I mean, it was, it was the Nurkic show in the last minute. And, and the only reason it was is because DeAndre had finally gotten into that foul trouble so he could take advantage of him, and DA couldn't play him as aggressive as he was. So for those who have been waiting for aggressive, or aggressive DA, like, you got it tonight, man. Like, like you said, he was – putting his shoulder into guys. He was aggressive. He was pissed off. He was playing the way that we want and, you know, hitting the midi, hitting it down low, uh, hitting the three point shot. I mean, he just, we're, we're going to talk uh, about obviously, you know, how the Suns got kind of screwed in this game and we kind of let off that way, but you got to look at the positives. You know, this is a game in which the Phoenix Suns needed to rely on him and rely on him. They did outside of Devin Booker, who uh, took how many total shots? Get to the top, get to the top. There it is, 21 shots. uh, DA took 14. That was second most on the team. You know, that's what you want from your big man. That's how you want him to play. Unfortunately, you know, again, because of the foul trouble, in that last, like, three minutes of the game, it became the Yusuf Nurkic show again. Yeah, and he always hit, like, big shots. Even hit that big three towards the end of the game where he's wide open. And if that doesn't go in, I feel like the Suns kind of take the game. But, of course, he hits it, and they go up by three. Uh, but he was always just finding himself in wide-open positions, but he just couldn't finish. And that's the thing against Aiden. I feel like he always just plays really poorly against him. Aiden does really good against the big, uh, wider dudes. You know what I mean? Like, really, you know, guys that can't move at all but are huge. Like, Aiden does pretty solid against them. Well, I know that Nurkic, or Yusuf Nurkic is now like 7-1 and one against DA. You oh, know, is he? In his career, yeah. He's just fucking owned him. And normally he puts up really good statistics. So that was the one thing I was looking at going into this game was to seeing how DA kind of responds, uh, knowing that he's coming back, you know, after missing two games with a sprained left foot. So I didn't expect him to be as productive as he was. When you take a look at DA this season, like what is his peak this season? What's it going to be? Yeah. What do you think his peak peak is? The thing is, it's so, it's hard to even know what it is because i mean i asked a question before can mikhail bridges make like the all-star game after last game this always happens with these Suns players you think that they can make the all-star game after a good game and you compare like oh no Aiden, Aiden might maybe that's his peak it's an all-star game but it's so hard because i feel like when he does have good games like he'll get the fouls and he'll come out you know what i mean he just needs those 30 point games and i think he can have a few of those his peak numbers wise i think is 30 and 10 for sure uh, this season, it's an all-star nod yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think that he's he's showing early enough to be on that trajectory as well. And I think that that's what's important, you know, because again, 
this team is, you know, CP3 is less and less effective on this team from an offensive standpoint. You know, you take a look at tonight, he was one of four, had seven points. Now he had the 11 assists. And that's, again, like I'm not saying that him being less effective is a negative thing. I, again, I think that he unlocks a lot of this offense and he's distributing, which is allowing his teammates to thrive and grow and, and experience some of the moments that he has experienced throughout his entire career. But with him doing taking that step back on offense, somebody has to fill that void. And it's being it, it is DA and seeing his growth uh, is going to be something we're going to continue to watch throughout this season. And you know, despite the outcome of this game, one of the bright sides is the fact that uh, DA played as effective as he did. Yeah, definitely. And I just saw a comment um, actually from cousin Will <laughs> gave us five bucks. Sorry, got me a little choked up. And uh, so let, let, let's bring it up, you know. Bit. So, so shout out to cousin Will four ninety nine in the super chat. If you're watching along live on YouTube, you can donate in the super chat. We truly appreciate it. it helps uh, us keep doing what we're doing and and buys Matthew a Cam Johnson's jersey someday. And more Del right? Taco, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. More, you know, and 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 the question that Ke- cousin Will is bringing up is: Is it just me, or is Cam Johnson becoming our Porter Junior? getting a little injury prone. You know, he's, he's hoping that healthy days are ahead for him. But yeah, Cameron Johnson. Lights, Cameron. He doesn't get the full drop, okay? Because oh, he, once again, Cameron Johnson leaves this game pretty early on. He played five minutes and 14 seconds. He was 0-2 from the field. Had an amazing game. It's just like it's just like last year, right? He has that amazing yeah. game against the Knicks, and then where'd Cameron Johnson go? Everyone called that too, man. Yeah, we were talking about in the last pod. It's like, yeah. dude, don't let this happen. Is he becoming uh, our? Is he becoming our Porter Junior, Matthew? Yeah, I basically it's a Spider Man meme. That's what it is. It's basically uh, Porter <laughs> Junior and Cameron Johnson. But like the excitement of Porter Junior coming into the to the NBA is way more than what Cameron Johnson has. Just now you see his potential, and now he's getting hurt. So that's that's the worst part. He has games like last game where I kind of forget about his injuries, and I kind of forget about like. Uh, you know what? He might miss a few weeks because of hitting his knee or whatever. I do forget about that stuff. And then people bring it up. I'm like, fuck, you know what? I hope that doesn't happen. And again, it happens tonight. And it kind of just like kills the excitement of the game for me. And I feel like maybe the Suns players too, because when that happens, it's just like, oh, fuck, you feel bad for the dude. I know these guys are like game on. Of course. We got to go out there and win. But then me as a fan, like, I don't, I'm like, fuck, dude, because I don't want these guys to get hurt. But also, it's like Aiden just got back. Then now Cam Johnson's gone. And I don't want them to play a full season, right? Every 82 games like Mikhail Bridges. But it's just when a player is playing that dominant and you think maybe they have a chance at an all-star game, of course, because he had a good game, a Suns yeah, player had a good him. game. <laughs> it's like you want him to continue it, man. You want him to continue it for that reason and put up the big numbers. I'm selfish. I want those big numbers. I want Jay Crowder to sit there like, oh, fuck, like I'm down on the peg scale again. Like, you know what I mean? This whole week he's been kind of losing. And then now he's like, oh, see? There you go, Cameron Johnson. He's hurt. Now you guys need me. So, Yeah, you know, the difference between Cameron Johnson and Michael Porter Jr. is the fact that Michael Porter Jr. is on a five-year, $179 million contract. Cameron Johnson isn't, right? Like James Jones didn't extend him at the beginning of the season. Some people threw their hands up like, oh, this is going to be horrible for the Suns. This is horrible for their culture. It sends a wrong message to the team. Ow, my hand. Ow, my back. Ow, my ankle. Ow, my knee. That's Cam Johnson through the first like four or eight games of the season thus far. And, you know, we love Cameron Johnson. I tell you, Cam Johnson plays in this game tonight like we win. There's no doubt about it. That offensive uh, the way that he can take the offensive pressure off of Devin Booker, off of DeAndre Ayton, spread the floor, uh, it it allows the Suns to be more successful because once Cameron Johnson's gone, 
you know that the the Portland Trailblazers defenders, and they have long wing defenders. You know, the, remember the guys who are out in this game are their guards. So their long wing defenders are still present in Nasir Little and and Jeremy Grant, and uh, you know they they can sag. They 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 know that they can you know double team and like yeah. I wish there was a stat I could find on how many times Devin Booker's been double teamed this year because that's <laughs> what teams are doing, and we saw it in the last game. They throw the doubles at at. Uh, Devin Booker, he dishes out. Cam Johnson goes for like 29 points. He's not out there today because, and did you see the play? Like it was a screen and he like slipped a screen and it looked like he bumped a knee real quick. And then they're like, and he's out. Like, just, you know out. what? Is it because it's the first night of a back to back? Oh, you know, what's worse is like, I came in the game like 10 minutes late, not, not game minutes. I was like seven minute mark. I came in, uh, I had to run to the store and, I came back and that's the worst thing is coming back and wondering where Cam Johnson is. And then you hear he's out. It's like, Oh, I didn't even get to see what happened. So I didn't even get to see the play. I just heard he bumped knees and he was totally yeah. just gone after that. Did not come back in, obviously. And it was, and like, was like, quick. what a too. letdown, man. It was like, it was, he, he, it was quick. It was like, you know, they, it was, he set a screen, slip screen, bumped his yeah. knee, kind of hobbled a little bit. And they're like, Oh, Cam Johnson just went back to the locker room. And then like Dwayne Rankin tweeted like within two minutes, like, and he's not coming back. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Unless it's just uh, precaution with him. It, like, well, that's my question. Like, is it precautionary? Yeah. Is it because the Suns have to play again tomorrow night on, you know, a real quick turnaround gets the same team. Are they like, Hey, we'll try to go out there and win one without yeah. him and, and throw all the ammunition map tomorrow. Or is it going to be something that's going to be prolonged? I mean, obviously, if anybody who's watching this along live, if you're on Twitter while we're talking and you see anything about that, a quote from Bonnie or anything, you can throw it in the yeah, chat. If you're listening to this tomorrow, you probably already know the answer to this. So I like what Mario Lopez says in the chat. He says, camps can't start at the four every game. We need to trade for a true four. And again, this brings up kind of the Jay Crowder situation. Like, Jay, you dumb fuck. Had you stayed, you would have got plenty of starts and you would have had an opportunity to really showcase your value to other teams because Cam Johnson's always hurt. And we could have done this kind of nice little four, four, uh, power four substitution. Nice little foursome. At, nice little foursome at the four. Meet, hey, meet me yeah. at, the, at the three point line for that foursome. <laughs> you know, let's bump knees and, you know, go to the locker room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but it's just like, <laughs> but, you know, he, he's sitting at a gym somewhere, you know, like uh, delete, making burner accounts and deleting tweets and shit. Yeah, Cam Cam needs to play like Kawhi almost, where he just doesn't play ever. So that's what we need to do with Cam is just don't have him play. And if you're actually counting and seeing where Jay versus Suns is right now, I think Jay is down a peg just because Cam has played so well at the 29th game, or 29-point game. And then uh, after getting hurt again, like Jay's back up a little bit. But it's just like, it's going to keep going back and forth between Jay and the Suns. What's happening on the court? Like, it just can't be left alone we thought we were done with it because of the last game, but then now it's like when things like this happen, then we're going to keep talking about Jay. Like, I wish it was just over with. Yeah. He's tweeting like, Oh, it's almost done. It's like, when the fuck is it done? Is it, is it not going to, are we not getting KD or what's going on? I don't know what's going on, dude, but he needs to leave. He needs to be out of here soon. Right. You would think so. But again, you know, the, the Suns have more leverage in this situation than they do like Eric Bledsoe, right? And the leverage is they're good. Right when the Eric Bledsoe situation was going on, the Suns were bad, and they were just like, "Listen, we need to flip the culture. We need to get him out of here. He doesn't want to be here." Because that's what I equate yeah. this situation to a lot: is somebody who doesn't want to be here, uh, thinks that the organization isn't working in their best benefit. And I think that in this situation, you know, even though the Suns are now six and two with both those losses coming at the hands of the Portland Trailblazers, it's like, like this Cowboys. is a this yeah, this is a yeah. this is a really good team. The the, the Cowboys lost to the Trailblazers. My yeah. God, that's terrifying. 
damn, dude. Your Yusuf Nurkic is a beast, man. Ding up uh, Jason Witten coming over the middle there. But again, I just I think that there's a lot. Uh, the Suns hold a lot more leverage in this situation, so this is going to be something that's drawn out. Uh, listen to the Bill Simmons podcast as they were ejaculating all over the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, in, their, in, in their latest one. <laughs> I love that though. I, I love do too. It. I, like I, I'm a fan of the Cavs. It's I like so watching early, them. but it just makes me feel like yes, we can get excited because when I don't hear that happening, where someone's predicting a championship already for a team, yeah, I'm just like oh, we don't care about the regular season. But now when like you hear Bill Simmons, like yeah, yeah, I have them in, like he did with the Suns last year. Yeah, it's like okay, great. Like let's focus on the Cavs. Let's build them up. But also let's just yeah, they look like a championship caliber team right now. And I'm yeah, just for one game because they beat his Celtics. Like he's like oh my god, and they, they beat like overtime. Yeah. Like I watched the game. They're that so was complete good- though. They are. And, they're, and you know what they're missing? Playing. And you know what they're missing? A Jay Crowder. That's like exactly the piece yeah. that they're missing. Who would we get back though? They were talking about maybe Isaac Okora, who they just extended. Oh, okay. But you know, and it, like that would be acceptable. But like that's the one situation I think that Jay Crowder would end up in. But it's like, why would you end up in that situation when you're already in that situation in Phoenix? I just don't get it. They don't. And need because Jay. no one gets it, it's just going to continue to drag on and drag on and drag on. Uh, Ted Lubin is asking in the chat. Lissy, who did the Always Sunny in Phoenix artwork behind you? Is that at Suns Illustrated on Twitter? At Suns Illustrated on Twitter. He's, Shout he's, out to all that stuff. He, she, I don't know what it is, but they throwing stuff out there. It looks great. Yeah, so definitely give them a follow on Twitter. Uh, let them know the Suns Jam Session sent you, too. That makes that, that fortifies yeah. our, our greatness. They're like, yeah, sure, you can thereof. use it. They probably don't remember agreeing to let me use our artwork. But and he's like, hey, I, I, I am no, no idea on that one, so. Taking a look again uh, at this game, analyzing some of the uh, different kind of peaks and valleys, if you will. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's see. Uh, you know what? This could be a curveball. Here comes the pain. Not having Cameron Payne tonight was painful, Matthew. Found out that he wasn't going to be playing. Left foot soreness, I believe, is what it ended up being. But you could really see how how good he's been this season because without him, the second team unit was fucking lost, dude. They were lost. No shot creation, bunch of iso ball, bunch of uh, 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 drive and kick and, oh, shit, what do we do? Late shot clock, brick. I mean, they had so many. And, and that's how the, the Portland Trailblazers pushed that lead in the second quarter. They're playing, you know, a lot of the backups were out there. Uh, Damian Lee was a negative 11 in the Landry Shamit was a negative eight. The Phoenix Suns as a whole shot 28.6% from the field. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was four of five. So the, the rest of the team was two of 17 from the field. Meanwhile, the, the Blazers are shooting 65% from the field. That second team unit looked lost without campaign, man. Yeah, it was kind of funny with the Kogi in there a little bit because he just didn't last long, right? The Kogi, no, uh, the Lee, and then uh, I think he came right back out and then Paul replaced him. But just that lineup was terrible. But, I mean, if you want to talk about like, third quarter and fourth quarter, I think the bench was pretty good, but it had to do more just fighting for things. I feel like the way Shamit and Jock were playing tonight towards the end and in the third quarter, mm-hmm. I know Shamit missed a lot of threes. But they were just playing tough basketball. It wasn't a whole lot of, you know, run the offense, but it was just like fighting for balls and just passing the ball around, hitting the cutter, things that were just like off-ball plays. And they did a good job with that, I thought. I thought they did. They held up their own. I thought we needed them in the third quarter. But when you're actually having someone run the second unit, yeah, you do miss pain, but 
they just had to plug plug and play all night and that's that's what's so frustrating because you come off these these awesome games where like cameron johnson and mikhail bridges are just tremendous together and the whole rest of the team plays good and then you have to like someone's out then you have to plug and play and then sarge is coming in just all these bogus names off the bench you know what i mean they're not bogus i'm kidding but they they come in and just kind of screw things up like they don't know how to play with each other because they were in such a rhythm before this game yes. i feel like and then it's just kind of ruined by the injuries and then also just cam being out and i didn't even know he was out because i don't really look at the injury report till like he was like in a jacket i was like what what is <laughs> he right. doing he's out when did that happen dude yeah, well, so. I mean, again, I, I've been covering this game for Brightside, so I was sitting there, I was putting together the injury report, and I was like, "Good lord, man!" Like a bunch <laughs> yeah. of little stuff, bunch of little nagging stuff. And again, I think I, I think it's preemptive. The Phoenix Suns look at this as okay. We got two games back to get back against the same team. We go one and one, we're happy, and then we kind of carry on. This is the back end of a homestand. They got a three game uh, road trip ahead that includes Philadelphia. Two other places. I don't remember offhand. Yeah, it's going to be a tougher little road trip, but it'd be fun. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, that East Coast. I think Toronto, maybe. I don't know. But at the same time, like, I think they were just like, you know what? We're just going to kind of, yeah, you know, take take a take a night off. And again, it's like if, if Monty Williams is sitting there and if these injuries are just truly little nagging things these guys could have played, Monty Williams got to sit there and be like, fuck, man. Like, we could have won this game if either one of these guys could. If campaign had played, yeah, we could have won this game. You know, uh, because uh, because Cam Johnson gets injured, you get a ton of Tory Craig minutes in this game. He played, you know, eight points, uh, what six rebounds, twenty three points. You know, a, mm-hmm. a decent game by Tory, but again, like something that's the just the bench unit looked cooked in this one, and it was kind of shocking to see. And of course, you know, uh, fucking Dario Saric, man. <laughs> the Saric smoke break. We're the one podcast who's sitting there and we're like, dude, Dario, where's Dario? Dario gets in there nine minutes, 04, 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, uh, two total rebounds, and one ass on the ball. <laughs> you almost summed it up perfectly, dude. So I had the the whole Christmas song down, and I wish he missed more layups because it would have went three missed layups, two brick threes, and a seat on the ball. That was uh, terrible. And oh one man, that's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he sat on the ball. And yes, exciting man. But that's that's the one guy that <laughs> he came in. Like, was he looked like an wrong. ostrich laying an egg. Yeah, he. It's funny because like he uh, he has like that that brick three off the side of the rim or on the side of the backboard. Totally brick sat. Oh yeah, it, I forgot it, about went that. Went to Mars. Three. It bounced and went to Mars. Jesus and then Christ. after that, like he kind of like he's in the lane and Bismack's in front of him, and he kind of just like clears a path. And then it's like here, and his hands on the ball. Yeah, it's like, okay, I guess this works. And he just makes a little hook. It's like yeah. it's like he plays a different kind of basketball, man. When he gets on the court, it's nothing that we've ever seen before in our lifetime. So, cheers, Dario. He's, we would got the men. We would have got the win. We would have been excited, man. To Dario, to Dario. I will say this: Oso uh, lemon raspberry popsicle blonde. Very interesting. Actually, tastes kind of good. I mean, it's. I mean, it, it sounds delicious. It is pretty interesting, right? Shout out to Oso, great brewery, man. I, I still can't believe you've never heard of Oso Brewery. Hurts my feelings. I, I'm sure I've seen it. You bring your dog. Yeah, there, there's one in like downtown Chandler ish. Uh, Arcadia, there's one. There's one up on Shea, uh, Shea and Tatum. They're really I've nice probably places. seen that one close to my work or something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? 
Uh, we're not going an hour tonight, by the way. There's no way I'm going an hour and then having to talk about the Blazers again tomorrow. The award. I'm sure. <laughs> we always say that shit. We always say that. Then it's like childhood trauma for 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, disappointed in the Warden tonight, man. Not going to lie. You know, there was a lot of opportunity for him in this game, especially with Cameron Johnson going out. You know, Cameron Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, this is their season to grow and to step up in these moments when we know that Devin Booker is the primary target of the defense. Like when you're playing in a long season like this, you don't have a bunch of times or a bunch of time prior to games to truly come up with a very effective game plan like it is in a seven-game series, right? Where you truly analyze the strengths and weaknesses of a team and you try to target those and take them out of their game. The one thing that teams are doing this season is going, Devin Booker's good, so we're not letting them, you know, I'm not letting Devin Booker impose his will on us. That's the one thing we're not going to let happen, right? And so what happens in that situation when that the defenses are doing that is the players like Cameron Johnson and like Mikael Bridges are going to have opportunity in this game where Cameron Johnson only plays five minutes and Mikael ends up playing 37. There's nothing but opportunity. He was four of nine from the field. He was two of three from beyond the arc, had five rebounds and 12 points. And I want more from him. He had, you know, uh, two steals as well. He had the one turnover, which is obviously the turnover like Dem Booker's getting doubled. And we talk about it. It's like, dude, this is a great opportunity, man. Devin Booker's going to get doubled. All these guys are going to have an opportunity to kind of step into different opportunities and, and and feel things that they haven't done before. And that's happened twice against the Blazers. Like the two really close games, it was okay. Uh, well, one Damian Lee on the on the game winner at the beginning of the season, but it was like yeah. DA is missing free throws. And then Mikhail Bridges would be like, oh, fuck, and just traveling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want, I want more, Daddy. We should have that drop from Willy Wonka. I want, I want more, more daddy. daddy. I want it now. I want it now. <laughs> I don't know. If she says I want more, Daddy. <laughs> okay, Bridges. <laughs> he almost came in in the third quarter. Looked like he was about to wrap things up. Yeah, he came dude. He came three. out aggressive. He did. He really aggressive. Even like after making two shots in a row, he grabbed the rebound the next time down. And he's just like, all right, I'm gonna take this over because I do have the opportunity. Then it was just like a lot of whole, a whole lot of hesitation. I feel like. When you're coming off such great games, I don't know why you hesitate in any shot. And I know Book's being doubled too, but I feel like there's so many times where it's just like, step into your shot. Like, he's just thinking too much. Mm-hmm. These guys think too much still, and they shouldn't be. They should just play be playing their offense like they normally do. These guys should be confident what they're what they're putting up there because they're going to they're gonna get a lot of options when Book's not, when Book's not having a game. Like tonight, terrible game, really, shooting-wise. So everyone needs to know, like, you got to step up so you find the hot hand. Mikhail was there in the third quarter, but then it was like everybody else, too, kind of st- stood up in a way, too. So I was, like, really surprised that it didn't keep going back to, like, Mikhail. Well, Mikhail kind of fell off, but, like, even, like, Jock, when he came in, Shamit was kind of hot in a way where he was finding guys. He was actually kind of setting up the offense a little bit better. Yeah. But then, like, you go back to, like, Chris Paul, who, like, came in, and it seemed like he was – everything he was shooting was like not going in, but he was still taking the shots that away from other guys that were kind of hot. So that kind of ruined everything. But that's the moment where I'm like, that has to be Mikhail because Mikhail yes. can do that. We've seen it and he has to come in he has to step up for book and then also Aiden too. But Aiden did a good job all night. It's just Mikhail has to be that other guy on the outside to help Aiden out. And he just wasn't, this was his opportunity to really close this, this game his out. Yep. It was his game to take. And it just, he just didn't do it. 
Yeah, I mean, he should have 20 tonight, in my opinion. You know, I really thought that he had an opportunity, like I said. And and I'm echoing your thoughts exactly. You know, this is his chance to step up and uh, to dictate what, you know, his offense. And there was some passiveness around the end. And again, like his, that, oh, that deer in the light moment was the one thing where it was just like, damn it, damn it, Kale. We needed you on that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Alex Kroll just said that Dwayne Rankin, just reported that Cam left the arena with crutches. All right, I'm done this season. Oh, man, shit. Like, can we just say, like, fuck it? Two reasons, two reasons. I love Cam. I really want him to be our starting four. But if there was ever a chance, and I don't care what you guys say, to get Kevin Durant, if we had to trade Cameron Johnson, she gone. Like, that's out out the window. Well, then I know... That's the other side of the Cam... That's the other other side of the Cam Johnson jersey. Like, they announced he was out so quick... Like, was it something actually that serious? Yeah, we were trying to play it off like, oh, he'll be fine because we just know in the back of our head. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, like, torn MCAL, ACL, yeah, PCL. Mom forgot like, to get Doritos whole... again from the store. So oh, shit. just disappointed. Who's the starting four now? Tori Craig? I don't even want to talk about it. I <laughs> Like, I just, I didn't want this. I wanted this to be Cam's year. And I was, I, I was downplaying it. I said he didn't deserve his contract yet. But now. Dave King, what do you think? Fuck. Yeah, me He's too. In the corner again. Me, me too. Me too. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, if if he's leaving on crutches, you know, that's obviously that that that's going to be a challenge for the Phoenix Suns because the yeah. depth. Now, don't get me wrong. Like we've talked about it, the, the surprising thing of the Phoenix Suns thus far this season has been the depth of their second team unit. The way that they've played up to this point has been uh, above expectations. Absolutely stellar. You know, you take a look at how they've performed relative to the rest of the NBA, right? Uh, from a points perspective, they're averaging 37 points per game. That's the bench of the Phoenix Suns, uh, including this game. And that's 11th in the league. You look at their field goal percentage. Their field goal percentage thus far is 44%, and it's 20th in the league. You look at their three-point percentage, and that is 20th in the league as well, as they're, they're 33%. Uh, but from a plus-minus standpoint, um, they are 10th in the league. So the bench unit has been playing well. But now what you're doing is you're you're messing up the chemistry of that because, you know, we are – we're going to need him. I mean, if, if Cam's on crutches, shit, man. Does Jay come back? No. Fuck. Okay, so circular. we – We're in a circular conversation. We're right back here. Yeah, I know. But we've loved all our players that have come and gone for like the last three years. We really have. But if Jay comes back, that's a booing. That's booing him every time he touches the ball, I think, because that's just that, – That's booing him every time he bricks he, the ball. I, because you know? he deserves he deserves a contract now for based on the last two seasons. He deserves it right now. But if he were to come back, he's not going to be paid at all. But then I just – Suns lose all leverage in different ways now. It's just like – we're like one shitty trade from like Jay Crowder getting traded for nothing to where it's like, all right, here we are. Cameron Johnson's hurt. We're not finals contenders right now. Like it looks good right now, but compared to what we're going to see in the playoffs, this team is not, is not seriously not no. built right now, especially with Cameron Johnson gone. Yeah, no, they're, they're not there yet. You know, and again, it's, we, we got a long way to go. Uh, Felix Abdul Nader will save Monty. <laughs> <You're coming>. oh. <laughs> oh man. Jeez. He's in the new Clerks 3, isn't he? Yeah. I later. yeah probably. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Ayton, that was the longest second I have ever guarded on the final play of the game. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he yeah. said. Oh, 
there's always these games that's just like we kind of avoided it last year, but someone gets hurt, we lose in such a weird way. It's just don't want to wake up tomorrow. So we lose on a shitty buzzer beater on a four on a four step buzzer beater on a second that lasted like three seconds, and we lose Cam Johnson. How was your night, guys? Uh, Carlos yeah. Johnson, shout out to Carlos Johnson, 49, $4.99 in the super chat. Thank you again as well for supporting the show. Rests were consistent with screwing us all game and ended with a cherry on top. We lost Cam. However, we fought back. We made mistakes, but refs win. You take a look at it. Total number of free throw attempts in this game for the Phoenix Suns was 21. Total number of free throw attempts for the uh, uh, Portland Trailblazers was 15. Look at total turnovers. They had more turnovers than us. We had 17 turnovers, which led to 18 points. They had 18 turnovers, which led to 22 Phoenix Suns points. The only major statistic that they really kicked our ass in, even rebounding, like we were only three behind them in rebounding, was points in the paint. was 52 to 40 in favor of the Blazers. It's a pretty even game. Like second chance points, Suns beat them 16 to 13. Fast break points, tied at 12. So, I mean, again, it's just like, I mean, the Suns beat themselves in the fact that they just, that you know, the bench unit couldn't perform. Uh, and, and, yeah, there was some bullshit at the end. Like, that's what we'll remember. And, obviously, that's what I titled the Bright Side uh, uh, article. But, man, damn. I keep feeling like our, our bench kind of came in and helped us. Because, like, they did in the second half. The first, so the, much. The yeah, first, first half, half was terrible. First half was terrible. Second yeah. half, they really played well uh, and got us. They, they kept us in the game. It was one of those games where it's just like, they, they couldn't get past six points forever. It's like they, mm-hmm. you know, six points, then it was 12. Then it was six points, and it was nine. Then it was six points, and it was 12. And then it was three points, like for the entire third. That was the third quarter. The fourth quarter, it was like they get it within four. They get it within three, and it was like, and then it was five, and three, then six, and yeah. three, and then, then like, and then there was like seven possessions where we were down by three. We just couldn't execute. And then finally, on a Damian Lee three, we tied it at 99. And then obviously, you know, the, the Portland Trailblazers go on like what, like a nine, seven run to end the game. It's kind of a rough. Yeah, it was, it was rough. And I think that the whole thing with Cameron Johnson too, um, Kiko does say, don't hit the panic button just yet. It's too early. Uh, I'm not, but you know what? The way this team is built right now, they're, they're good. They're really good. They're title contenders, but enough. I don't know. They just needed to make a big trade. And that's why this whole thing, we we love the twins. We are. We love the twins. But if we were to get better in some trade for the season for just one championship, it's worth it. And like that kind of just went down the toilet with, I love Cam. I do, but I'm not saying he's going to get traded, but he was probably involved in some trade talks for sure. This season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was definitely an asset that other teams valued, but if he's crutching out of the arena, the sun's jam session, subreddit stakeout. So there I was hanging out on the the, the Portland Trailblazers subreddit stakeout. Man, if Aiden is hitting jumpers, this is going to be a bad night, is what somebody said. They were right. It was a bad night for us. Uh, just ignore a Kogi on offense. He is so useless on the offensive end of the floor. I watch way too many Wolves games cursing at the TV at his complete lack of offensive ability. <laughs> we saw that, man. Uh, Josh Kogi in this game. Played a total of five minutes. He was 0 for 0 for the field. Had zero points. Had uh, one rebound, uh, one steal, and one turnover. Triple one. Triple one for Josh Akogi in this game. 
yeah, he seemed like this raider that kind of kept missing and bringing the uh, ranch. Just like, oh, you, you keep forgetting the ranch, dude. That's the way he looked out there tonight. Yeah. So, for just a little 100%. 100%. Uh, what else did they say? They said, uh, LOL at the Suns fans thinking that them not getting blown out by a depleted Blazer team indicates how good they are. Like, sure, it's not a blowout, but you shouldn't be down by, you should be down 10 by to a severely injured team. Come on, man. We didn't have campaign. Fuck off. And, uh, yeah. uh, the Suns broadcast is easier to digest when we're up by 10. It's like, why are you watching the Suns broadcast, dude? Because they're awesome. EJ's awesome, man. He, he makes you pay attention to the game. And that's all I really have. Like I, uh, you know, I could look at it right now, but I don't want to. Uh, I was writing the article too. It's kind of hard to bounce between the two, but that's all I have for the subreddit stakeout. Anything you noticed on the subreddit? Nope. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Shout out to Carlos Johnson in the chat again. Four ninety nine. You're you're putting my kids through college. Uh, <laughs> How did everyone see Nurkic? Hope I spelled that right. Toss the ball out of bounds, except the people that are paid to see it. Fixed. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was one where the Suns had a challenge out in the last minute. Where yeah, yeah. Chris Paul. I mean, it was just Eddie, Eddie Johnson said it really well at the end of the game. He goes, "Sometimes the refs just kind of get caught in the game, and and they're not doing their jobs because that's what happened on the Jeremy Grant play. That's what happened on that Nurkic play that he that Carlos Johnson's referencing, right? Like." unbelievable like they just yeah it kept happening all night and it was consistent where these these refs were not they seemed like they were looking at their shoelaces the whole time they weren't really actually watching where the ball was going or who was tipped off of and a lot of the fouls too and you know it, it came down in the game where the suns would kind of make a run and they seemed like they couldn't get a lot of stops and they couldn't get back into it and it seemed kind of like the playoffs uh, last year which is like every time down the Blazers are going to score and then all of a sudden, it's just like, now you have to worry about the rest. You have to worry about a foul being called or else the ball goes off of Aiden again. It's like, that kept happening. It's like, dude, I know this is a short, this team is short on staff again. The Blazers are short staffed tonight. Yep. But you know what? This was a tough game for the Suns to try to win, and they just needed everything they could from the refs, and the refs weren't giving it to them, dude. It wasn't even yeah. split down the middle. Fuck. Fuck. <sighs> Jam star of the game. Just a reminder, Jamsters, if you're watching along live, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching at a later time, hit that thumbs up button. If you're uh, listening, give somebody a thumbs up. If you're listening and you're mowing your lawn, take a take a take a break. <laughs> go go get some water. Okay, it's, you just it's a talk good to water yourself break. when you do that one. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> what listening to podcasts while mowing the lawn? Yeah, like yeah, that's who you're talking to. Yeah, that's what I do on Saturdays. Like tomorrow, I work tomorrow. But if I didn't work tomorrow, I would be mowing the grass and I would be listening to podcasts. <laughs> I'm praying that somebody would be talking to me and be like, hey, man, take a water break. <laughs> like go inside, get a Gatorade, man. Like cool down. Yeah, Even though it's like yeah. 60 degrees outside in Phoenix right now, it's really effing weird. You know, take a break, man. Take, take a moment beautiful. for you and let us know who your jam star of the game is. Matthew, <laughs> you go first, right? You know what? I was going to say the bench, and I was actually going to give it to Sarge. Or not Sarge. Whoa. Sham it in a way. I know he's one for five. He made some big plays in the fourth. I was like, oh, dude, if he keeps trending this way, he's going to get jam star. I'm going to give it to Aiden, though. Two two of eight, though. I know. I know, but just 
Oh, in the fourth, re- gotcha. He looked really good, though. I feel like his drive, if he were, he has a quick step and he always blows by the defender, but he passes it out. If yeah. he's aggressive at the rim and he like, he basically jammed his uh, thumb on that one dunk and just totally bricked it, but he's so aggressive going to the rim. Like, if we see more of that, that'd be cool because he has a pretty quick step offensively. Uh, but I'll give it to Aiton, though, for sure tonight. It was a great effort by him. Defensively, offensively, wherever you want to. Yeah, I love. I court. loved. Love DA great. in this one. Love DA. Uh, Low Suns gives it to DA. To DA. David Ray gives it to Aitnan Booker. Uh, DA from Rajon T. Monroe. Jam stars. The refs for Portland from Kiko. Fourth <laughs> quarter. Damian Lee is my jam star for Mario Lopez. Yeah. Um, us fans are the jam stars tonight. Stick around after heartbreaking losses. You guys are the like one. I gotta say. Like, I don't like to toot my own horn, but the fact that we're sitting here talking and we've talked for 45 minutes about this shit, like, I, we are the jam <laughs> stars. And, and the people who are watching along live or listening to this, like, you guys are jam stars too, because it, these are the tough ones, right? I mean, this is a regular season. We're six and two, right? We are 10% of the way through the regular season. 10%. We got 90% of the regular season way to go. These are the tough ones. These are the ones we, we look back. And the one thing we're, we're going to remember from this game, we're not going to, we'll, we'll vaguely remember, like, remember when? Fucking Jeremy Grant. Because, I mean, when do we play Portland again? Look like After- Brandon Ingram out there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it had 30 points on us tonight. You know, but if, if you take a look at it, obviously we're going to play the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow, right? But outside mm-hmm. of that, like the next time that we're going to see this team, if we see them again, I don't know, because this is the third time already in like third 16 time. days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. The next oh, no, time. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. This is, this is the last is time it? we're seeing Portland. Mm-hmm. Last time we'll see them. Thank God. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're fucking. We won't remember. Landon Alverson. I finally got a jam star. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Very cool. But like, this is the journey of the season. We're gonna remember this game more for you know what happened to Cam Johnson. Essentially, you know wh- whatever the the news finally comes out. You know, again, shout out to Dwayne yeah. Rankin for letting everybody know that he did leave in crutches. But whatever happens, you know, it's just like ah. Oh. Whatever happens with Cameron Johnson, yeah, just moving forward. Mm. Like I hope, I hope it's okay. I hope it's okay. Yeah, well, it's not. So not right now. Not looking good. But we could still win, dude. Okay, so if Cam's missing a lot, we could still win games. I just want him to get in prime shape for the playoffs, dude. Like, I want that Cameron Johnson. We need that. A hundred percent. But I mean, like, man, we just I wanted him to have a nice, good season too. Like, I know, I know. I can't believe. I think the Suns players really did know, like, oh, that shit, that's bad. And you could tell Mikhail's face, like, he was just so down. That's his twin. You know, twins feel maybe maybe that's why he was off. Maybe that's why he was a little off. I think it. I think it was. I think it was, man. So I mean, uh, Monty Williams said four is not enough, referencing Cameron, or I'm, I'm sorry, Chris Paul's number of shot attempts in this game. Four shots is just not enough. So. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Suns obviously play this team tomorrow. Who wins, Matthew? Mm-hmm. I think Suns. Even if like, even if it's full, a uh, full staffed Blazers team, I think for sure the Suns can win. I hope they can. I... They were so off tonight. It just seemed off, but then the points were still there for Aiden and Booker. <sighs> what are we doing here? This is a weird ending to our pod. Childhood trauma. Fuck it. Let's just do some childhood trauma. Let's do some adult trauma tonight. Some adult trauma. Uh, what do you okay. want to talk about? Childhood trauma. Oh, what should our topic be on this one? 
we are we doing move. adult trauma or if we're doing no childhood? child it's it's not adult trauma childhood trauma. all right well we need um i don't know we need something in the chat yeah to go off of yeah i did put childhood trauma who's got who's got a some topics in the chat i don't know where to begin let's see it's november uh, is there anything about november worse want, huh worst what childhood defeat Worst, worst childhood defeat. All right, so Shauna Liz in the chat. Worst childhood defeat. Ooh. Did you play a lot of sports growing up, Matthew? I did, yeah. And we lost all the time. Every yeah. team I was ever on, we won one game. Always. <laughs> no matter what. Always just bad? Yeah. Uh, worst childhood defeat. I remember, I'll tell you guys, did I tell you guys about my first, like, my concussion and stuff when I did play basketball? And of course we lost. Yeah, I think you did. Did I say that one? Damn it. How embarrassing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think right. of like a defeat from a sports standpoint or defeat in like uh sports standpoint. Like <laughs> crying my eyes out oh, as a kid. Yeah. Like that happened a bunch. Uh I mean the Suns, they did that to me all the time as a kid. Those those Rockets series in the mid nineties were tough. Mm-hmm. Um I play I primarily played baseball. Um, growing up, I played a little bit. I think I played one season of organized basketball and I wasn't any good. Uh, he- here's a, here's a fun one. This was kind of defeating. <clears throat> so I played shortstop quick hands, quick hands. And one year our team was really, really good. And right at the end of the season, my parents decided to move. So we moved from Moore park, California to Simi Valley, California. And I played in Moore park, little league. And in the process of moving, I remember being really upset because I I wasn't named to the all-star team. I was really upset about it because I thought I had a really good season. I was, you know, I, uh, really good defense, really good offense. Wasn't cranking home runs, but I was like the leadoff guy. I could bunt. I could. I, I would steal all the time. I was really, really fast, and I used to like toy with pitchers because it was like the first year you could steal. And one time, we, we at the time, we we're bouncing between two houses because we're moving. And one time, we go back to the our old house. And it's like one of the last times. And my, I hear my mom, she's like playing the messages on the phone. And I hear it's like, boop. Hello, Mr. And Mrs. Voida. This is coach, whatever the coach's name is. Like, I just wanted to congratulate John and be named to the all-star game. The game's going to be played on Saturday at uh, Chaparral Park. And it was like three days after that Saturday. <laughs> and I was so upset because I had been named an all-star. And but we just Aww. we hadn't checked the messages, and I, it was the only time I was ever named an all star. <laughs> I was never named an all star anywhere else. So I was like so in your pissed. whole life, in my the whole first life, first time you're named all star, first, okay. first and all, first and only all star. And like it was like Tuesday yeah. afternoon or something, and I was just like, oh, so I could have like no one knew where I was at. I was just like off the grid, you know, because mm-hmm. we had moved. So that was that was a pretty defeating moment. <sighs> Dude, I don't I don't think I have one for defeat. It's like, just, tell me about the one time you so won used- as a child. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I always remember it's always just such the crappiest team. And like we would just barely win. But we used to get blown out like 42 to 4 like every game. No matter what team I was on, dude. It was and terrible. No, and no matter what sport. Yeah. I mean, I remember like my coach being really upset because I would miss layups, easy layups. I was I was probably the best player, but I was still not that good. But like everyone sucked on my team, dude. So it was always bad. Uh for another traumatic experience. Dude, I don't. I don't freaking. I can say one that's really sad, but I'm not going to. So I'll just hold. Oh, I'll hold it's a off. Sad dude. kind of night, man. Go for it. Why no. not? Get sad with it. No. <laughs> Let's be sad. 
We lost on a travel um, and a fucking seven second, one second shot. So fuck it. No, it's that's, not even that. Sad. It's not. Nah, it's weird. I don't even want to say it. It's not even really about me. It's just my observation of something that happened. It's just. It's weird. What it's it's affected. It's it affected me like till till this day. Wow, you just got your yeah. THC drinks. <laughs> it does. It's a big man. build up, man. Like you got to kind of, kind of, kind of spill the beans now. All right, so uh, <laughs> you shit your know. pants. No, no. Oh, you know what? I did tell you that one. Where <laughs> I'll tell you guys that one. So when I was I was in third grade, and I think I said this one. I was in the bathroom, and you know, taking a poop at school wasn't a big deal at all. I was in there, uh, and there was like this bully that was maybe like two years ahead of me. And I remember I was going to the bathroom. Maybe it was in second grade. And I was going poop. And the guy, the kid came in, like, as soon as I started, and he just started yelling and banging things around. He started yelling at me. He's like, he's like, get out of there. Hey, get out of there. So then, of course, I just left. I didn't do any cleanup or anything. So I just oh, left. No. And like, a crusty butthole. Traumatized, you know, to do that because of that. And I just remember before that, I didn't even think about it didn't think twice about it then after that it was always such a big issue but uh yeah he told me to get out of there and then he's like and then he like looked in there and he's like ew i'm like what do you expect to see dude and then like <laughs> i went back to class and i'm I didn't, I didn't clean up so who knows what happened the rest of the day because i was so young yeah oh the rest i probably just had a dirty diaper the whole time the whole wow rest wow that's embarrassing never happened to me <laughs> so so you're there trying to take a deucer and somebody's just like oh Oh, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Like banging yeah. on shit. That sucks. Yep. Yeah. And that guy's name was Dario Sarge. <laughs> there you go. He's taking him and the uh, high school girls were in there smoking. <laughs> I do remember one time in like middle school, I was going to the bathroom uh, and I, I was dropping a deucer and like I started to smell cigarette smoke. And I remember it was the first time I was just like, <laughs> what the hell's going on in here? And yeah, it was a bunch of kids in there. And then like I remember coming out, they're like, You tell anyone I'm gonna hurt you. because like, they were like eighth grade, I was in like sixth grade. I was just like, Okay, man, like I'm not gonna tell anyone. I'm like, like you guys are idiots. Anyway, so there you go. Childhood trauma brought to you by uh your by our sadness. Childhood trauma. That's all I got for this one, Matthew. I am. There's just uh, no comments. Yeah, the, the, every, everyone's <laughs> the comments are dead. Yeah, Every, everyone's left. So, <laughs> see, Kiko's like almost an hour of a pod. Yep, but I'm not going the full hour. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. You are a jam star if you've listened or watched it up to this point. Leave a like, leave a comment, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Talk about this game. Talk about your childhood trauma. We love you. We love you for doing so. Uh, we'll be we'll be coming to you again live tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, maybe we'll have a guest on or something, so it's a little bit more lively. I don't know. We'll figure Let's something out. Yeah. We'll figure something out. If you, you want to be a guest a on the show, you hit us up on Twitter, at Suns Jam. You can follow me, at Darth Void. You can follow Matthew. At Matthew. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, fuck the refs. Yeah, go home and love your Lissy. <laughs>